0: Click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier,
1: louder Seahawks game. The skyline is etched in my veins. You can never put that out, no matter how hard it rains my city. Hello and welcome to the t- third episode of Real Hawk Talk. I am Brian Nemhauser, and we've got a lot to talk about tonight, folks. It's uh, It's been a very eventful uh, offseason for the Seahawks, um, and I think we're going to go through a little bit tonight how we're feeling about what we want to see happen from here on out, and some of the news that's coming out about players of really high caliber getting moved around and what that might mean for people on the Seahawks so let's go ahead and bring in the crew Uh, we have Dana
2: O'Gorman at Dana OG on Twitter Dana it's so good to see you how are you thanks yeah it's been a while I don't think I've been on I don't really think since free agency anyway so yeah it's it's been it's been crazy this one has been crazy there's been some news. We'll catch you up. You know, uh, one or two things, maybe. <laughs> couple things.
1: Couple things. Uh, Evan Hill at Evan Hill HB on Twitter. Evan, what's up, dude?
0: It is so good to see you guys. So I am on uh, hotel Wi-Fi right now. So nice. I may be taking Jess' role tonight and <laughs> just throwing out some sketchy internet waves. So we'll see. <laughs> I
1: love it. I love it. Well, you know that that's fitting. Jeff couldn't be with us tonight. Jeff's a little under the weather. So if anyone wants to throw him some kind words at real Jeff Simmons on Twitter, I'm sure he would appreciate it. He's, uh, he's not feeling great. So, um, nothing too serious, but, but, uh, couldn't, couldn't be with us. So last time we talked, I think that Deshaun Watson hadn't been moved. There was still talk of Baker Mayfield and Matt Ryan as options in Seattle. Um, Matt Ryan hadn't been traded. Marcus Mariota hadn't been signed. So I think we always really have to start on the quarterback side of things, because I think that we need to have a point of view about where things are. And honestly, that's one of the biggest questions that impacts the next question, of you know, relative to what you want to see for the season. So Evan, I'm going to start with you on this. Uh, Is there something that's happened so far that's disappointed you from a quarterback perspective for getting the Russell Wilson move and in terms of other players that you're maybe hoping Seattle might go after that they can't now, or are things going exactly the way you hoped?
0: Post the Russell Wilson news. Post the Russell Wilson Um, Things are going, I want to say this hesitantly because I, I have this great fear in my, in my soul that they're going to make a trade for Baker. Baker Mayfield soon. Um, Baker is still Brown. The Browns have yet to move him. And it sounds like the Panthers, I think I saw a report either yesterday or today are no longer is- interested in him. The saints, you know, brought back Jameis Winston. So his, his options for potential suitors are going down. Um, but my real hope is that Seattle goes cheap at quarterback. I really believe that if it's Drew Locke or a rookie or a rookie next year, um, we just shipped Russell because, um, in part, I think, due to his upcoming contract demands and, I think, just general philosophies around how to build a football team in the salary cap era. So, frankly, I think Seattle should take advantage of the, of this opportunity and go cheap at quarterback, whether that's rolling out Drew Locke or, like I said, drafting somebody this year or next. Stay cheap. I, I My number one hope is that they do not get an expensive stopgap. I was, I was worried they were going to trade for Matt Ryan and shell out some big deal to him. I... I'm really not in favor of trading for Baker unless it's like a one year, like he's willing to reduce his salary, but I don't think he'd be even willing to do that. It's so, I I don't know. That's just my stream of consciousness thoughts. I I would like Seattle to go cheap at quarterback. Um, It's one of the greatest, greatest advantages in professional football to have a competent cheap quarterback. We have yet to find, I think the competent part, but uh, I think we should go cheap for now.
1: Yeah. So, you'd be fine with Drew Locke and Gina's- Drew Locke's our
0: franchise quarterback, folks. Drew Locke is our franchise quarterback. Uh, buckle up, you know, fasten your seatbelts. Uh, you're going to see some Drew Locke memes because uh, fast forward five years from now, we're going to be signing him to a $300 million extension. Can't wait guys. for that. Can't wait.
1: Dana, you were hoping Matt Ryan might be in Seattle, mm-hmm. right? So. You have a different point of view on on how the team should approach it, what you're looking for. I'd love to hear your thoughts on on the quarterback position so far, and and kind of what you think now that Matt Ryan's not available. What you'd like to see happen?
2: Um, I, I honestly, um, I would have loved to have Matt Ryan in Seattle. I think that he's the perfect one to two year quarterback that um can fill in the space. I know, was, you know. Evan doesn't want a stopgap, but I was just like, no, he—he's kind of that perfect fit. He's a, a savvy veteran who could have, you know, kind of knowing he's at the end of his career, taken maybe a rookie under his wing, a little bit like Alex Smith did with Pat Mahomes, and and kind of groom him a little bit. So that's where I was thinking with that, and and I and I was real sad to be honest with you when he went to Indy, but at the same time, I didn't want to pay him. I am with Evan in the cheap part of this. And then after the last couple of days, which we talked on the Outdoor Football Podcast about the insanity that has become new contracts, I want to stay as far away from that as humanly possible, except for DK Metcalf. Like I, I think that seeing what people are paying and these teams are paying for some of these 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 players. I mean, Tyree Kill today I, freaking kidding me but so um so I I kind of want to stay away from that too that doesn't mean that I'm ready to roll with Drew Locke I'm just I don't know I will tell you I was impressed by his press conference the other day he admitted he has no idea if he's going to be the starter he has to compete they've made that very clear to him instead of some bs you know oh no they said this was my job kind of crap no he knows he's got to fight for it um and I thought he was real poised so I, that was impressive to me but that means nothing when you get to the field right
1: so do you realize, sorry to interrupt, Dana? Do you realize um Jason Myers makes about four times the salary of our current starting quarterback?
0: Hell yeah, baby. Hell Not yeah, he long. does.
1: Cut him. Cut, Cut him. You guys oh, want to know- Collier yeah. is like two and a half times the salary of our starting quarterback. Do you, do you um, guys
0: want to know a fun contract fact? An additional yes, I would love that. Fact? about the Seahawks this comes from a loyal listener of the show by the way his name is Beth Jelgum he has been a loyal follower of the show he reminded me of this fact today the most expensive player from a cap hit perspective today or as of right right now is none other than Puna Ford
2: I'm okay with that are you guys okay with that (laughs) I'm totally okay with that I love it (laughs) we have our highest
0: cap hit goes to a big poo and personally I'm in favor of that (laughs)
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, generally, when you have high cap hit, high cap hit guys, they're on their second contracts and they've been proven to be really good. And you only you're either on the downside of their good parts, or you know you're you're just in the middle of it. So, you know, generally, it's it's kind of nice to have guys that are not yet making a ton of money on the team. Um, a little bit hungrier, a little chance to prove themselves. But as far as the quarterback situation goes, I'll just chime in myself. I really was looking forward to something like Matt Ryan. Um, just as a fan perspective, I would like to see a quarterback of his style throw to DK Metcalf. Um, you know, I, I don't think Russell was necessarily the perfect fit for DK and what he does. And I just kind of wanted somebody who would be comfortable throwing slants and um you know whatever so that's mainly why i wanted to to see that it would also be interesting just to see quarterback who maybe is a little bit better before the snap and you know avoiding sacks and things like that so um i honestly cannot i don't think i can really cheer for drew Locke. like i i like in my mind i mean just being totally honest players that i already know are really bad and there's not potential for this to like be some reveal of something you don't know, that is the most boring thing in the world to me as a Seahawks fan. Like I, I would rather them sign some guy off the street that we've never seen play than see Drew Locke. I already know the answer to the question. So, I mean, Drew Locke's numbers are really, really bad. And I don't know how much you guys have watched. He's just, he's just not good. So I, I just have zero, not buying anything about Drew Locke. I would rather Jacob Eason. I would you rather Jacob Eason. You, huh? you want
0: to root for this man right here?
1: Well, I'll root for him as like a human, but not as a Seahawks fan. I...
0: Brian, accept reality. <laughs> this man on your screen who's picking his nose is our franchise quarterback.
1: I feel like he is at the caliber of like the Kelly Stoffers and Stan Galbaz And wow. I literally, I would watch the Seahawks those years and I would just watch the defense. As soon as the offense got on the field, I would like turn the channel because it was just, and back then you had to get up to turn the channel. Like this is a long time ago. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's my ramble about the quarterback position. As of now, with what's left, I'm not interested in Baker Mayfield. I am still – I would love them to get Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, I think the Huntley kid in Baltimore is interesting. I know Matt Hasselback loves him, uh, thinks he could be great on another team. Um, my biggest of everything, guys, I do not want the first pick spent on a quarterback. Mm if they spend their first round pick the ninth overall forget trading back if they spend that pick on a quarterback i will be as mad if not more than i was last year when they didn't pick Creed Humphrey. like that's how bad of a move that would be i just so that's my biggest thing i want that to be a left tackle i want that to be a cornerback i want that to be an edge rusher one of those three positions preferably left tackle
0: all right so are you fully bought into like the the hive mind strategy that we've come to agreement on, except for Dana of
2: drafting a quarterback in 23. That, that said I wanted to draft a quarterback this year. I never said I wanted to draft. Oh, no, no, no. In 20. Oh, uh, Oh, I thought you, didn't you want Malik,
0: Malik Willis or no?
2: No, I said I didn't want him. He's only six feet tall, for Christ's sake. That's why I was like, I'm tired of short quarterbacks. I want someone else. I just said that he was impressive at his pro day, but aren't they all? That's how they're set up to be. And he did have a nice long ball. But I thought it was funny that when he did, they played that clip over and over and over again of him scrambling and the Seahawks quarterback just standing behind him I'm like that was for the Seahawks that was for who that was for, that was <laughs> Honestly, for nobody else no no I don't have any interest in this year's quarterbacks at all okay I mean, I'm fine with them taking
1: a quarterback but I don't want it to be in the first round in fact I would be disappointed if they don't take a quarterback take someone in the fourth one. round or something oh, yeah. you know like that's fine you never you never know if you hit something big but Anyway, yeah, that.
0: <laughs> I do want to agree with you, though. I think left tackle, if the position uh, falls correctly, I've heard um, what's his face Charles Cross from Mississippi State is a potential name for Seattle. I, I think left tackle. It's just such a it's such a critical position, but I feel like we don't talk about it enough. Like, if we're gonna draft a quarterback, yeah. hold around a quarterback, we have to have that foundation, and nothing's better than some elite left tackle, some yep. mammoth of a human being.
1: A huge, huge, huge gap right now. Um, that's another thing that's changed. Trent Brown was basically like using the Seahawks to get a better deal with the, the Patriots. Um, Brandon Shell signed with the Broncos, I think, or at least isn't coming back. We never really expected him to come back. Dwayne Brown supposedly has interest from some other teams. Seattle hasn't done what they need to sign him yet the hell is going on at tackle yeah it's not it it's sketchy I, I mean we have our opinions but Dana like what do you think John and Pete are doing are they like intentionally are they tanking like because I don't can't imagine do they really think that Stone Forsyth and what's his name the guy on the right tackle Jay Curran is that him Uh, you know that they're the answers or are they just waiting for the draft because they know they're going to get a tackle like what's what's what what they're doing
2: i don't think that they are purposely tanking i i I just don't think it's in Pete carroll's dna to do that i don't think that's how it works um i do however think that sometimes they buy into their own bullshit where they 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 believe that they know they know Storm, Stone Stone Forsyth could be the guy. They know. They know, and you know that comes back to bite them. They, they've done that a few times where they've stuck with someone forever, and we all knew that they should have gotten rid of them. So, um, so there could be a little bit of that. I truly don't know if they were worried about the line until they saw who was standing behind it. I think that some of that was put off a little bit um, for them to be like, "Well, if we get, if we win this lottery, we do this, or if it is Matt Ryan, we could get this," and blah blah blah. And so I don't. I think that that is the domino that needs to fall. And maybe after this week, where really Mariota went, you know, is is gone. They they have. <laughs> Who they have left? Baker and Jimmy G, please. So I think now they're like, okay, so we're going to roll with this rookie or we might go get, you know, Fitzpatrick, which I would love. God, I would love that so much. It would be hilariously funny, but you know, someone that they're not really thinking is going to be their starter necessarily before they, they address the line. Then at that point, is that a smart idea? No, but in the draft, there are some fantastic linemen. So they could just be sitting on that. I really think I really think if they didn't go after Baker, cause they could have had Baker by now if they wanted him and they don't, I think from what I've been hearing through the Cleveland grapevine is that there are teams out there who are like, well, yeah, but you have to eat half his contract. We will take him, but you have to do this. They're not going to do that. They'll let him sit there and then what force him to play when Watson gets suspended. I don't know what they're going to do there. So um I think that if they want a Baker, they would have got him. I don't think he's going to end up there, but I think that's kind of what they were waiting to see the court, what they're going to do with quarterback, or if they were holding that out before they address the line.
1: I, I think where we might all agree is Baker Mayfield would be a really bad idea. Oh
2: yeah. Like, he's not worth the money at this point. Like he's just, I do yeah. feel bad for the guy though. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I feel bad. I, I thought, I really thought he was a serviceable enough quarterback and and they just threw him out like he was trapped. I feel terrible. for
0: Baker Mayfield. You're hundred percent correct Dana. Let's not yeah. forget that that dude put his body on the line yeah. for the team this year yeah. playing with like a torn whatever shoulder through more than half the season struggled through it and you know then gets disrespected by the by the shit show that incurred later on.
1: Well there's also I know folks of you know Colin Kaepernick seems to be coming up continually even though Pete's kind of Seems a pretty good sign the Seahawks aren't interested. He's now <laughs> like, I'm going to work out closer to you. Is the University of Washington working out, I think, uh, today or, or recently? Um, any, you know, let's say, let's say that the Seahawks change their mind and decide they are interested. How do you guys feel about Colin Kaepernick?
0: What do you have to lose with working? Well, him out? if he plays or- good,
1: I mean, that would be the thing you'd have to lose.
0: But if you bring him in and, you know, he plays well, then he's going to be super cheap for at least one year, right? Like what, what, what's the downside to bringing in Kaepernick? I've yet to hear one.
1: I think the only downside would be is if you're hoping the team loses a lot of games this year to get a higher draft pick, then that would be the only downside. I'm not in the tank mindset, so. Well, I don't think Kaepernick
0: is so good that he's going to dramatically change. You know the, you know the maybe a couple games is off, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, don't think he brings this from a four win
2: team to a ten win team type of thing. I
1: think he's a four win difference than Drew Locke, even after all mm. this time.
2: Wouldn't that be great? I'm sorry, but the, and and I can understand. You know, people wanting him for a million different reasons. They all, you know, most I, everyone at least I that I've talked to thinks he does deserve that second chance in the, you know, the next chance in the NFL. He does look like he's fantastically in shape. He looks like he can still throw. He looks like a football player. And it is not his fault he hasn't played in five years. It's the league's fault that he hasn't played in five years. So I think that there there is a huge upside to bringing in Kaepernick outside of just football. You were the team that bucked the shield and you brought him back in. The second thing too, is that how, how funny would it be after cursing his name for all those years that we had to then turn around and cheer for him because he's playing for Seattle. That to me would be hilarious and, and be really fun to watch. But at the same time, if he doesn't work out, if, if he's not in shape, if he can't play, then cut him in camp and you're dumb, But at least you gave him a shot. I, you guys know how I feel about this. I, I would love to see Colin Kaepernick in camp.
0: I'm just going to add one small thing here. I'm seeing comments that it's, the, I quote, the downside is it will be a media circus. Um, do you know which team we root for? <laughs> when are we not a media
1: circus? <laughs> and yeah. who cares?
2: Bring it yeah. on. Who fucking cares? That's the only way there's going to be
1: any media covering the team this year anyway. But... <laughs> Um, I'm going to be all over the place because there's just a lot of things bouncing in my head about the Seahawks right now. So DK Metcalf, uh, let's talk about this for a second. So, so Tyreek Hill, bombshell, traded from the Chiefs today to the Dolphins. And I may not get this compensation right, but a first round, a second round, and a fourth round this year, and a fifth and sixth next year, something like that. Does that sound right? I think so. So first, second, fourth, fifth, and sixth. If someone offered you that for DK Metcalf right now, would you take it? Neither no. one of you would take it. Why? I hang up. He's a blue
0: chip talent at a premium skill position. He is the player you hope to draft with a first round pick, mm-hmm. um, even a high first round pick. The state of Seattle currently, we are in rebuild mode. Whether we like it or not, I don't care what anybody says, we're rebuilding. We, if we are searching for our quarterback of the future, you know, um, comboing him with DK Metcalf, what else do you want? That's like the most ideal scenario ever. You come into the league, your first year as a rookie NFL quarterback and you're throwing the ball to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Like, I, I, I just think we talk all about this. We, we debate and we, and we complain about tap space and everything like that. And it's like, you know what though? We don't have an expensive quarterback anymore. This team is short on talent. Okay. We have a proven blue chip talent in DK Metcalf. Very few receivers in the NFL, in NFL history have done what he has done in, you know, his first three years. If you don't want to pay DK, who do you want to pay? I I want to know, like, do you want to pay um, that receiver from Arizona that just signed with the Jacks for 19 million a year? Do you, do you want to pay Christian Kirk 17, 18, 19 million dollars a year and not DK six, you know, six, seven, eight more like, pay blue chip talent we don't have an expensive quarterback this is this conversation's batshit insane to me I I I just can't handle it I'm sorry
2: Dana um no I wouldn't trade um Whitney she's a great follow on Twitter she she and I chat every once in a while and she she put it the best she said DK Metcalf is who you hope to get with your draft picks so why send him away for the possibility of finding another one of him it's it's illogical it's not like he's older you know what i mean it's not like he's hitting 30 and coming to the end and maybe slowing down he is at his prime and his prime is when you want to pay them you don't want to hope you find someone else for cheaper that makes no sense to me um i think they hit the jackpot with dk and they know it and as much as i now no longer believe a dang word that comes out of p carroll's mouth even though i absolutely love and adore him Well, I mean, he lied to us three times in a row. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? It wasn't
1: just him. Oh, no, they all.
2: I don't believe any of it anymore. But I will say this, um, that when he today, when he said, or maybe it was yesterday, when he said, we are going to do everything in our power to sign DK, I actually believed that because they know that there's no point in completely gutting the team when you are going to have the amount of money that seattle has next year like that's just gonna be crazy so you might as well keep those players and like evan said they're the perfect perfect safety net for a new quarterback you know what i mean for for maybe for a rookie coming in or you know a chief quarterback that they can help them develop why why wouldn't you
1: so i'll be the lone descent here I- I would make that deal. And I've been I talked about trading DK, I think, before anybody. I was talking about by week four or five in my morning after column and just getting into the concept of all right, if you are going to move on from Russell Wilson and you know you're going to get at least a few first-round picks. If you could get a couple first round picks for DK, and now you're talking about four, you know, four or five first-round picks, would you be better off? And I think the Tyreek Hill trade to today wasn't quite two firsts, but it was a first and second and a lot more. I don't know if DK would get the same haul as Tyreek Hill. Like I oh, he better get more. I don't know. He better. I don't know. I, I I think, I think so, or at least equivalent, but. 25 years old, Brian. I know, but Tyree Kill has done things consistently in DK that he has not yet done. So. Yes,
2: but we have not seen him with a quarterback like. I know. agree. I, I
1: agree. So it's yeah, none of, no. none of this has to do with my confidence about DK. I like, there's some people that are off the DK wagon after last year and didn't like the way he behaved or played or whatever. I I think DK's awesome. If there was a draft, absolutely. That's the guy you hope you get. I think he's one of the top receivers that would be drafted. So all that has nothing to do with that. But you asked Dana, I think you made a fair point. And I've made the same point. You don't trade a blue chip player on the hope of getting a blue chip player. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's hard to find those guys. And that remains true. But there is for me, I don't value the wide receiver position the way I, I know a lot of analytics folks do. Um, if I could have it, and I'm not saying you're guaranteed, but if I could have a blue chip left tackle, a blue chip edge rusher, a blue chip you know, uh, safety or corner, uh, I would rather that than a blue chip receiver. And so I think shifting your blue chips, if you're able to do that, and you are, you're basically you know you're pushing your cards in on the blackjack table and getting a new hand and it might be better and you you're sitting at like 17 or 18 so you're hoping somehow you're going to get 21 right um so it's probably pretty low odds but you get five picks back do i think the seahawks in the state they're in would do better off having five fresh young players rather than starting the clock on a 25 to $30 million receiver with nobody to throw to him and not clear when you're going to have someone to throw to him. So you have complete confidence in
0: Pete Carroll and John Schneider making those picks. That's, I think that's just kind
1: of a, he picked DK. Yeah. I think that's kind of a shit like Twitter thing. Is it really though? I think they've been, they've been, they've been solid drafting the last few years. Um, I don't think they're great, but they're, they're like at least middle of the pack and they haven't had the first round picks. If, if anything, like the ones that they've made have been okay uh, of late. I just think that they keep undervaluing
2: having a first round pick and they keep trading them away. So. Do you think that's a shift though? Do you guys, do you guys get that feeling? I, I think, you know, for years they are like, our team's so good. We don't need a first round pick. Oh, we're only picking in the twenties. Anyway, what does it matter? Blah, blah. And they got a little arrogant with that. Yeah, And I, I think agree. now that. And I still am okay with the Jamal Adams trade. Don't twist this on me. I still am okay with that trade. But I will say this, that I think that they realize now that Pete is only here for maybe two more years. And they have to have, and like I have said a million times, I've said it on Twitter, I think the new head coach is already in the building. And so I think that they realize they need to set up the next head coach. And I think gathering those picks. So will they trade? Do, do I think that there's no way in hell they won't trade DK? No, I think that there's a chance they might if they got the right number. Um, do I think that's a good idea? No, but I can see them kind of starting to value those higher picks again, having realized that they've lost out on quite a bit over the last few years without them.
1: Yeah. I mean, the jets lost out on Tyreek Hill. If they came back to you and you had now nine and 10, the Adams pick back your pick back and you had their first round pick next year, which you know is going to be high. Cause they're not going to be that much better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You could end up with your, your left tackle and edge rusher or corner this year. Like, very solid players, and then next year, you could be in position to get your quarterback like better than yeah, any one other... to throw to. <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's always people to throw to. Like
2: well, wide receivers are good. wide receivers are more common in the draft. I will say that, yeah, than yeah. some of these other positions. I
1: don't know. like if the Jets were to give you two for the first this year and first next year, I think you got to take that deal. I think that puts you in a much better position to potentially get where you want to go. I get why people don't want to do it. Um, but and I would be sad to see DK go, but but uh I don't know. I mean, Evan, what's your guess right now of how much he's gonna get paid?
0: I think he probably ends up close to 30 million, like 28, 29 a year. Yeah, like 25. Seattle staples four year deals for their first extensions on cornerstone pieces. So four years, you know, 112 million, something like that
2: here's the thing though this is and we talked about this with the Deshaun contract the the Watson contract he made a huge shift in the NFL and and you can see it now in these other players that have signed after him it's a huge shift in they want guaranteed money and I think that that's going to start having a heavier hand than some of these bigger number contracts and so I could see where Deshaun would take or Deshaun sorry DK would take maybe 25 if there was more guaranteed. And so that's going to have to be a new spin. That's going to be a new way that front offices are going to have to deal with their money. Now, you could pull the crap that the Browns did and give a $46 million signing bonus and a $1 million contract. Don't get me started. It'll be an hour-long lecture. But it they you, I don't think you'll see quite that much of a shift, but I do think we're going to start to see a shift where the front offices are going to have to start saying, we will guarantee more, but you're going to have to take a couple million less a year or something along those lines.
1: So I'm trying to read, I I meant to ask this directly. and You guys probably kind of answered this, but Evan, do you want the Seahawks to tank this year? I want them to lose as many games as possible this year. That's tanking. Okay. Dana, (laughs) do you want the Seahawks to tank this year?
2: Um, I, I personally, no, yes. I don't really want them to tank and I don't okay. think that they will, but I still don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I think that there is a difference there.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want them to tank. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm i in this weird spot where, first of all, I, I just don't really believe in intentionally trying to lose. Okay. I think that that can be really poisonous and and <laughs> more contagious than room. people realize. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, but like... I also don't want them to try very hard to fill their quarterback position this year. Like I don't want them. I didn't want them trading for Deshaun Watson. I didn't want for uh, multiple reasons, but uh, I did want Matt Ryan a little bit, but like he was a short-term guy. Like he wasn't going to be long-term. I, did, I don't like the Baker Mayfield thing. Cause he's the exact wrong type of guy. He's just good enough that you probably stick with them longer than you should, but he'll never be good enough to win a championship. Those are the worst kind of quarterbacks to have. And he's expensive. So, yeah, I'd like to see some young players play. I'd like to see competition at quarterback. I'd like to see better choices than Geno Smith and Drew Locke. I'd like to, Jacob Eason, I'm fine with being part of the competition. Who knows what? He'll probably be nothing, but fine. I'd rather there be two other guys that have some more unknown to them and some more upside. But Yeah. I'm kind of expecting the Seahawks to be like a five to seven win team this year, like maybe four to seven.
2: Can I, can I say one thing? I I think that our listeners probably need to know this. I I said this in the chat when, before Deshaun Watson signed anywhere. And I said, this is the first thing that every single one of us has ever agreed on. And it was that we didn't want Deshaun Watson. And there were for different reasons. I had my reasons as people, it was money. It was this, it was that, but I said, I don't, I think this is the first time ever we've all agreed on the same thing. But I, the other thing that we talk about a lot, and, and I think that this holds a lot of weight with a lot of fans, is you want something that's going to be fun. Even if you're only winning five games, you want something that's fun and entertaining. And and that is, you know, they're going to suck, but by God, they're out there trying. You know what I mean? Like That's why Garderman, she's know. perfect. <laughs> yes, I know. The, they're not giving him up, right? <laughs> so Damn It it, it would and be so fun. I know. It would they be like so him. fun. I
1: know. Like,
2: so I think, and I agree with that. And are you going to get that from Drew Locke and Geno Smith? No, you're not. So that's, it's like, I think all of us, it's like, even if it's some random no-name dude, you know, from the CFL, who cares? At least it'll be fun.
1: So again, I'm going all over the place. Seahawks signed Justin Coleman today one year deal and folks remember him from a couple of years ago he's a guy that the Seahawks got in a trade for like a low round pick turned out to be like one of the best nickel corners in the game left played in Detroit I think he played in what did he play last year
2: the Jets I think didn't he play for the Jets, Jets last maybe
1: year? I don't know um but He signed back on a one-year deal. And so now you've signed Artie Burns, you signed Sidney Jones, and you signed Justin Coleman. Those could be your starting three corners. In fact, I'd expect those to be your starting three corners. And that brings up questions. You've got Trey Brown, who's returning from injury. You've got Marquise Blair, and you've got Ugo Amadi. What do they do with Marquise Blair? Where does he like, he's still a guy that they've been super high on and has a lot of upside. He was a second round pick. I know Evan's been burnt on this a lot, but is he just competing for nickel and then nothing or like, what's his, what's his chance to get on the field at this point?
0: I have no take outside of, I completely forgot he existed.
1: I think the Seahawks might've as well.
0: Like I literally wiped him from my memory.
1: He's a, he's a talented player. He hasn't, he, 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 he he's a talented player. He has not been a good player yet, but he's, he's been a playmaker for the, for the most part, even when he hasn't been playing well.
2: Evan, I don't think you can say he's not talented until we see him in the new defense. How would they use him in this new defense? Exactly. I think that we need to do that. Is he my favorite player? No. Do you remember how excited we were? Not last season, the season before. And then he got injured in like the second game. We're like, crap, he's going to come back next year and be awesome. And then he sucked. So I'm excited to see, you know, with the changes that they're obviously making. Maybe do we afford, how they use him there.
0: Do we afford the same grace to LJ Collier?
2: No. I think we have to. <laughs> no. Okay, no. <laughs> no.
1: You, you, you talking about a guy who is right a... Up you know how they say plus athlete he was a minus athlete like from the get-go and he's proven that he's not explosive he's not strong he's not fast like he's just not good and, he, and it's physical limitations as well so i don't think any different schemes going to make him faster stronger or you know really yeah. better
2: Yeah. Marquise
1: Blair is a physically talented kid. Like he is talented. He is fast. He is strong. He does like, but a lot of
0: athletes are that way,
1: right? Not LJ Collier. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Puna Ford's faster. I would bet.
0: Let me put, let me rephrase it. I would not be surprised if Marquise Blair didn't make the roster this year.
1: I would be, I would would be surprised. I would be surprised. I think Ugo Amati is in trouble, and I think he should be. I mean, Ugo's made – he's one of those weird guys who – he seems to make a lot of plays. Like, you're like, all right, like, nicely done. But then he's just not that good of a player. Like, he doesn't – he doesn't cover that well, um, doesn't make that many plays on the ball. Uh, so, I don't know what it means for him. And then you've got Trey Brown, who we all thought was actually showing up really, really well last year, but come off a serious injury. think the news is most clear for him like it just allows him to be a backup to start get healthy and if he beats out one of these guys for their role yeah awesome but now you're not reliant on it so I like the way the secondary is setting up actually I think Seahawks probably spent like do you really I do cornerback specific let's talk about cornerbacks
0: specifically
1: yeah who are you excited about Artie Burns I like Burns and Jones and Justin Coleman and Trey Brown. Like I like all of those guys. Yeah.
0: I like Trey Brown too, but who else do you like? You liked all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Like bro. Artie Burns is not good. You cannot talk me into that.
1: All right. He has never had a coverage grade under 70. Uh, He is, he had a coverage grade of 85 last year, his first year with Desai. A lot of the people that talk crap about Artie Burns, Are Steelers fans because they don't like how he played in Pittsburgh, but Desai was in Chicago. He saw Burns. He has played in his scheme and he played the best ball of his career and you got him for $2 million. That's a great sign, man. Like there's like the absolute worst case scenario is he's not good. And you have to rely on Trey Brown in that spot instead.
0: This just feels so shaky, man. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. It just, when our starting cornerbacks are like, oh, we hope they might be good, or they could be good, it's just not good. Like, I don't have confidence here. Yeah, I, I'm not saying they're not going to be good. I, you just, you cannot point to one cornerback on the roster and tell me that's a solid cornerback right
1: now. I get where you're coming from, and it's probably good because when we've agreed in the past that the Seahawks secondary is really good, they've been awful. I will never forget the Quentin Dunbar trade that we were so excited about and how that that secondary was like one of the worst that they've ever had. But Sidney Jones, to me, has always been an average to above-average corner. He's just been injured, and he wasn't last year, and he played like one of the – 12 or 13 best corners in the game from when he started. Like,
0: I'm not saying don't have hope with that group because I think there is a lot to have hope with them. I'm just saying there's nobody we can reliably depend on and confidently say that.
1: Yeah, I just, I would point back to last year when it was a similar situation and we had even less confidence and the Seahawks found corner after corner after corner last year. And that was with Ken Norton's defense and the way they were playing and the secondary and the coverages they're asking to do were awful. And so, I don't know. I'm pretty hopeful with Desai and Carl Scott and Clint Hurt that even the guys that we haven't talked about, Michael Jackson had like an awesome last two games of the season. Sure. A lot of people are like, ah, whatever. I think those, like the plays he made are plays that a lot of corners don't make. So I am excited to see if he can prove it next year, you know, coming into this season. So did you guys see that Witherspoon actually finished
0: pretty well with the Steelers last year? They re-signed him. They did. Mm-hmm. He did not,
1: he was moderately decent with them. Interesting. Interesting. And mean, that's he started what off really bad for them. Yeah.
2: And that's what gives me hope on some of our players that haven't played well is new coaching makes a difference. Sometimes new scheme makes a difference. So you never know. Fingers crossed.
1: Did I say Sydney Rice or something? Everyone's saying Sydney Jones in the chat, and I wasn't sure if, I-, no, if I, said no, Sydney- I. I just keep saying like there's no
0: reliable corner that we can confidently like. I'm excited about Sydney Jones. I like Sydney Jones. I think he has a lot of potential, but I don't know. It's just aggressively confident for me to say for somebody to say to me that Sydney Jones is like a reliable, competent starter.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't have that hesitation at all. I I think he's. I think He'll he's I think he's a really good really good corner. Um, Bobby not, I don't know if
2: you guys talked when I had to pop off really quick or not but I cannot tell you how excited I am about Diggs being back. You know he's my boy. I, I know was, right. I was so so excited and then to hear him today he was in did an interview and he said he didn't want to move his family. He really felt like the Seattle defense was just starting to kind of click and I was just like mm, i was. It makes me happy.
1: I think he's the leader of the team right now. Oh, yeah. Who else? Like, not even just offense, defense. Like, who else is the leader on that entire roster? I think it's him. Yeah. Like, it's his team now, almost. And Jamal's a leader in in one way, but he's got to be on the field. He's got to produce in order for that. Dwayne Brown, if he re-signed, maybe. Um, But that's going to be really interesting to see, like, Who emerges as leadership voices with Bobby and Russ out of there? Um, Maybe Jordan Brooks takes a more vocal role, I don't know.
2: there so, was a really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say there was a really interesting um, tweet that a lot of people replied to about who were the top five players that the Seahawks had now, and there were a lot of repeats, but I found the interesting um, is that really it was ford and brooks or taylor and brooks or Ford, you know it went back and forth between those three young guys and that was good for me to see because that means people being, were trusting them and liking what they were seeing from them um and believing that they could just get better and so that that was encouraging from the fan base for me too
1: yeah what do you guys think about the bobby news that just came out this afternoon about him looking at the rams <sighs> dana go ahead
2: I want to know where the hell that might. Okay. I've said this on Twitter. The cap does not, the cap is not real. None of it actually exists. I, I don't know how the Saints can go from 70 million over the cap to 20 to having the most cap space now in the league. I, I it's all such a bunch of crap. And, and I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate every single second of it. Um, But I will say this, that the Rams are really the only team in the NFC West that have managed to make impactful changes. Um, They lost Von Miller, but they got Robinson. They, they, they lost some players. I know they're still talking with Aaron Donald about his contract, but really if you look at the rest of the NFC West, there's not been a huge amount of change um, for the good, (laughs) you could say losing Russell Bobby's huge change for the Seattle for Seattle. But um, I think if they added Bobby there. I, I think that that just puts them right back in Super Bowl, that top of the Super Bowl contention again.
1: How about you, Evan? How do you feel about that possibility?
0: The number one priority for the 2022 league year is Seattle losing as many games as possible. <laughs> he doesn't Bobby doesn't Wagner going to an NFC West, you know, competitor will help that cause. So we will make sacrifices
1: and that's okay yeah i mean I, I think the world of bobby i want whatever he wants you know that's fine I, I it's not a situation where i feel like there's a lot on the line for the seahawks um la's his
2: own town too so right.
1: it is and,
2: and better than niners right better than yes. <laughs> we've,
1: we've gone that through is. that that really sucked for sure <laughs> I to
0: do that again
1: um Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have strong feelings about it. I didn't like seeing it. It'll be hard to see if that happens.
2: Um, I'm still real shocked he didn't end up in Dallas. I don't know what the hell Dallas is doing this year. Like it's completely baffling. And I know we don't like to talk about other teams on this show, but it's so confusing. I thought for sure that's where Bobby was going to end up was in Dallas. Like I was like, I had it in my head. That's where he was going and they just bailed.
0: This, the, the serious take on this is Bobby has been the best linebacker in the NFL for the past decade and has given his complete heart and soul to the Seahawks and yep. literally played his time perfectly here on off the field. I literally don't think I can point to a single thing where he's been, you know, anything but elite and complete class. And he deserves to go wherever he wants to go for any
2: Agreed.
1: amount. it. And make so all
2: better. the money, Bobby. All yep. the money. It's just
1: the reality. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. And there's not a lot of guys that, that, you know, we could say that about. So, um, all right, let's close up by just saying like, what next do you guys want from a free agency, free agency perspective for them to address any other positions, uh, before the draft? Um, and I'll tell you for me, tackle like, Mm -hmm. but it's hard because I don't know who you sign. If you sign Dwayne Brown fine but I can't say that I'd rather them have Dwayne Brown (laughs) the way their quarterback and the rest of the team is like maybe it is better for Stone Forsyth to play than Dwayne Brown but I I haven't looked to see if there's any other interesting tackles I'm pretty sure all of them have signed at this point um so I don't know any other like what do you want to see them do Evan with free agency before the draft anything (sighs)
0: I can't really think of any significant players that are unsigned that I've been like, "Come on, Seattle, make a move for them." I'm looking through the free agent list too, and it's just actually, you know who I would take? I would 100% take um, a. Let's see how old he is. 36 year old, Clayas Campbell. Bring him back. (laughs) That's
2: who I was gonna say.
0: (laughs) Bring him. Bring him. Actually, he was never in Seattle, so I guess bring him to Seattle, not back. Um, He did dominate us in Seattle um yeah Calais would be nice and honestly you know what while we're at it bring back clowny too. bring back clowny i've been on that train for years let's bring him back um jimmy graham's a free agent
1: bridge too far i'm just kidding bridge too far i'm just kidding kidding. kidding. how about you dana
2: yeah. Calais Campbell, you know, I'm all in. I, I've said this a million times. He's the biggest human I've ever seen in my entire life. I love Calais Campbell. Love it. Um, you know, looking at the list, um, there's a few in here that I'm surprised haven't signed. You can tell that they're kind of sitting there waiting, um, you know, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Gilmore, Taryn Matthew. there's a few that haven't. Um, but really... I don't want another wide receiver. Remember, we talked about that for so long. We want that veteran wide receiver. I'm I'm over that now. Don't really need that anymore. I wouldn't mind adding um, maybe one or two other defensive players. I I do think they should bring Dwayne Brown back. I think they should just let him finish his career in Seattle and and and, and train up. You know, the other guys one more year as long as he's not too expensive. And I can't imagine that he would be at this point. But um, I'm all in on Clay Campbell. Bring him on over.
1: I feel like Tyler Lockett's a weird fit with this team right now.
2: Mm. Why is that? Because,
1: I mean, I just don't think they're going to have anyone to throw to anybody. And it seems weird that you're going to have one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. And pretty good tight end room. And a great running back room. Welcome back, Rashad Penny. Mm -hmm. And... Well, I want to come back to that one in a second, but he's an older receiver at this point. It he in the late 20s, 30s, something like that. Um, see. I almost feel just bad for him. Like, I'd like Tyler to play on a team that has a chance. And if you could get, I don't know, what would you get for Tyler? Like
2: twenty nine,
1: a third round pick, a fourth round pick? Third, probably. Maybe a second.
2: You know, the other thing with Tyler, too, is his whole career has been learning how to scramble to get those passes from Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson extends the play. It'll be interesting. I would like to see him with a more pure pocket passer to see how that works. Maybe that would um, show a different side of him. And so if you get that, because he, much like Doug Baldwin was constantly running around out there, you know, trying to hook up with with Wilson, that's all Lockett has done. And so I, I want to see him with a pure pocket passer or something more close to that. I know the league's kind of going away from that. Um, but I hope that's in Seattle. Again, I'm ready for completely different in the quarterback position. I, I yep. don't want a Russell Wilson retread. So I think that, that, that he that both he and DK deserve that, that chance to see what that looks like. Can I throw out one name, Brian, at tackle? Yeah. Brian
1: Beluga. The beluga whale. Bulaga? Is is it Bulaga? It is Bulaga. He's always played right tackle. He's been super injured. Is he like even able to walk at this point? (laughs) He played well for the Chargers last year. Did he? Yeah, tackle. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think for the most part, I'm like about accumulating draft picks right now. (laughs) Oh, you know who's a free agent?
0: Jermaine Ifetti.
1: Oh God, I saw that today. God, that would be awful. That would be That's not even funny,
0: Evan. Like that's just throwing out the worst possible names, to be clear. People
1: were talking about it. I saw it in like the paper or something. But can I tell you guys one quick story before we we kind of get close to wrapping up here? So I don't know if you read any of the quotes or listened to Rashad Penny's press conference talking about when he re-signed. But he said at least 3 and maybe 4 different times a big part of the reason he chose to come back is that he and Chris Carson want to be the best running back room and he's really comfortable with Chris and Chris is one of his best friends i'm like he really like emphasized that and i'm like dude i think there's a really good chance Carson's going to get cut like can you imagine if he signed to come back and play with Chris Carson and then they cut him like i,
2: don't I think know. that depends on if they get a a baby quarterback. If they get, if they, I'm sorry, I call rookies babies, but if the rookie quarterback, if they go and they actually draft the quarterback they need both of them because one of them will get injured. So they need both of them to, to kind of take some of that pressure off. Don't you think hell even drew lock drew lock needs a really good run game. He really does. I don't think they're
1: going to cut Carson because he's not good. I just, don't think he's going to play again or he's going to be like a severe medical risk
2: right do we have any information on his neck i don't even i don't know
1: not really no I mean, Pete's given his normal like he's doing great no but my reading between the lines of pete is like pete's not expecting him to play
2: okay well i did my
1: reading um can i just say like
0: now that we don't have an expensive quarterback or a franchise, I'm sorry, we do have a franchise quarterback in Drew Locke. But if, now that we don't have an expensive quarterback, I'm all in on uh, the Pete Carroll run game train right now. We have nothing else to lose. Like, like why the fuck not? Let's run 45 times a game. Let's just.
2: Oh my get God. Nathan's head just
0: exploded somehow. No, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm not even kidding though. Like, you. if, if this is who we're going to be, let's own it. I like that. I, 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 I do
1: too. I agree. A great run
2: game and a great defense. Let's go back old school, P. Carroll. Huh? How is it
1: possible we've talked for almost an hour, Evan, and you haven't mentioned Quentin Jefferson?
2: Not even
0: saving it. So about that tanking. Because if you're waiting there. for
1: me to bring him up, man. Oh my
0: God! He's he so left happy. in free agency a couple of years ago. He immediately played well with the Bills. Brian Nemhauser shat on me every single goddamn day of my fucking life. And Quentin Jefferson, every single game for the Buffalo Bills was an absolute goddamn stud while the Seattle defensive line struggled. They struggled. And you know what they did? They, they rectified their sins, they repented and they brought him back. And guess who is in a Seattle Seahawks uniform? Quentin Jefferson. You, Jeff. Woohoo. Baby, we're, we're contenders again. It's, it's done.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I, I that was awesome, and you
2: avoided and, Twitter very well that day, Brian. I have to. Uh, admit.
1: <laughs> that was just so. I yeah. was like, "Oh, sweet, a mediocre interior lineman. I can't oh. wait to watch him play." Like, uh,
0: can we talk about how Jaron Reed's like career has just like nosedived?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Um, so good point. <laughs> uh yeah. All right. Well, I think we covered a lot of bases. Anything else that I haven't brought up that you guys think we should at least have a word about?
0: What about that Chargers um, linebacker addition slash address? Oh, WOSU. Yeah. What's your guys's read on that? Like, I got a lot of shit for saying it felt a little expensive. He's not a bad player. Don't think he's a bad player. So what, what was your guys's read on that take?
1: I don't or think he was expensive, model. but but uh, like he's a young player who is actually a pretty hot commodity after having a really good second half of the year for the Chargers, and he's a perfect scheme fit with what they're doing, and he's young, like 25 or something. So it's a chance to potentially get the best deal of on the market for a rusher. Um, I don't think he's like Von Miller, but I think he might end up being a pretty good pretty good signing for them, Dana.
2: Um, yeah, I really don't know much about, even though I, I covered that division, I, I really don't know much about him. Um, but from everything that I've read, it's, it's basically what you said. He's a good scheme fit. Like it makes sense. And I think at some point we need to do a show for people like me, who I want to talk about the, the change in the way that we think they're going to play defense and how those changes are going to be. And we need to let Nathan come on and say the words bare front just to get it out of a system. But I think that it's, um, I, I think that from from what I've read, most people seemed pleased with it, like people in the know that would know. Um, and so it'll be fun to watch. I'm ready. I'm all ready for new. I'm I'm so all in on new and different.
0: You're you're 100% correct, actually, Dana. I want to piggyback off that. Like, although I am. Catastrophically- Wait,
2: clip it, clip it, clip it. He said I was right. <laughs> I,
0: I am catastrophically broken that the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson. I think it was a horrible decision and I'll forever feel that way. But it is nice to have something new to talk about because this has been the state of the team for like, this is what I've been bitching about is like for the past seven years with a franchise quarterback, they've been kind of mediocre. Like they haven't won playoff games. They've been successful in the regular season, obviously, but it's, it just felt stagnant and I prefer the unknown over stagnant mediocrity.
1: So. I agree with that. And, you're comment about the Russell thing you and I haven't had a really chance to talk about it and we have to go into it in depth here but you're not alone in that feeling you are in the minority from what I've gathered from talking to folks uh and I've been a Seahawks fan for a long time I'm like super old and uh I've had favorite players you know dating back to like the Kurt Warners and the Brian Blades and Rufus Porters and like all these different people i green like there's never been Matt Hasselbeck was probably my favorite Seahawk ever to cheer for um Doug Baldwin's right up there and they when they left like I was bummed but I wasn't crushed Mm -hmm. and so I'm curious like I've never had a player that meant so much to me that I wasn't then just drawn back to the team um so I'm curious like kind of how that's how does that make sense Evan like it sounds like it's different for you. I guess I'm trying to understand that a little bit better. Yeah,
0: no, it was. Uh, I think it really stems to those 2012 through 2015 years. Like it was the first championship I experienced as a sports fan, and to me, that was literally one of the happiest moments of my life. Was that Super Bowl run, and I don't think it happens without Russell Wilson. And he just he was responsible for some of the greatest sports moments. Like I said, I've experienced in my life. Like I'm obviously significantly younger than you And now if i if if i had got to witness like the sonics in the 90s and stuff like that that might you know my two might be a little bit different but um yeah he's he's responsible for creating some of the greatest sports moments of my life
1: yeah it's interesting
2: i get th- i get that i think that is a lot of the younger fans they they don't know Seattle without Russell Wilson, or just a little bit of it, you know, as they were building that up. And so that I could see that being a much bigger hit, much like the Patriots fan when Brady left. I mean, those people were devastated because that's all they knew for 20 years. Right. And so I get that a little bit. And I think one of the luxuries that older fans, such as myself and Brian have is we've seen change and we've seen kind of the ebb and flow of teams and how it can be fun to be bad sometimes and, and take some of that expectation off. So it's a little easier for us to swallow, you know, for some people to swallow than others. Do I think it was a good decision to get rid of Russell? I didn't until they said he was not going to sign another contract. Then I'm like, great, get him out. They should have done it last year and sent him to Chicago. And so, but I don't think they really knew that last year Um, because you're in it long enough and and you just see that, you know, the one player is not always the team, but you have to have lived long enough to actually see that. And a lot of fans, current fans of the Seahawks haven't. That's all they knew, so.
1: Yeah, well, it's, certainly new and there's going to be different conversations which i think we're all enjoying uh, just talking about something different uh and an ending that's less predictable than we've had for a little bit uh, of time so thanks everybody oh go
0: ahead go ahead real quick russell wilson is up there in terms of my favorite most iconic seattle sports athletes right next to luke rednauer
1: I do think there's something to the fact that Russ was really dismissed nationally um, and by the league for a long time. So I think a lot of Seahawks fans kind of circled the wagon and was like vehemently defending him. And that's, you know, a lot lot of the analytics to make points and whatever. And so then he proved himself and became the superstar that, that they knew. And so I think people feel just personally invested to that, uh, you know, that, that as well and not having that here it's almost like they've lost their identity of you know how to do this Seahawks thing so
2: we've got to call his PR person though for God's sake he's got to drop let's ride he has to it's disastrous it's disgusting and even Broncos fans don't like it so we got to get we got to go it's got to go just go Broncos and move on Russ
1: I mean none of the stuff he's done PR wise other than going to children's hospital has ever been
2: Great. But go, go Hawks. Made sense. It did. It did. Yeah, we, yeah, it was.
1: It was. It was fair. Love um, you,
2: Russ. Let it go.
1: Just saying. All right. So, uh, if you haven't already, please give the show a like and subscribe. Uh, we are limiting chat to just people that are subscribers to, to keep the, the unruly masses out. And go to hawkblogger.com, excuse me, go to hawkblogger.com to see the blog, to read, uh, share with others, but also go to patreon.com slash hawkblogger. Sign up, get immediate access to the Slack channel where the conversation continues even when we're not here. And there's still room and opportunity to get into the ring of honor uh, over at patreon.com slash hawkblogger, which will get you access to a once a year meal we do with the crew. And I've been slacking. We're going to try to do it around the draft, if we can rally people to do that. Um, It's going to be fun. And so join up now and we'd love to see you there. Otherwise, we will continue bringing you Real Hawk Talk coverage as the offseason continues. The draft marches closer and I hope everybody has a wonderful, safe and maybe drier and warmer uh, next few weeks. So take care. Go Seahawks.